0: In 2016, the Russian government attacked our democracy.
1: They interfered in the presidential election in sweeping and systematic fashion. They hacked emails, spread lies on social media. And made hundreds of contacts with the Trump campaign. All as a part of a massive covert operation.
2: To help Donald Trump become
1: president.
3: In May 2017, the Department of Justice appointed former FBI Director Robert Mueller as a special counsel to investigate... Well now, this isn't aging well now, is it? ...Russia
1: and the Trump campaign. Mueller delivered his report on March 22nd,
2: and it contains the most damning evidence ever compiled against a sitting U.S. President.
1: Yet, virtually no one has read it. And before the report was even released, Trump's attorney general William Barr lied about its contents. He told the American people that the president had done nothing
2: wrong. And Trump was more than happy to echo that propaganda. Total exoneration, complete vindication, no
4: collusion no and no, no obstruction, obstruction and no, no nothing. nothing. That is an outright lie. Mueller
3: found plenty of evidence of collusion. What
0: is it? The Trump campaign knew about Russia's illegal attack. All
3: right. This election. is just a little reminder of how far the government will go in hiring A-list celebrities to uh, to to just proclaim their agenda to you. Uh, I'm waiting for the next one that's going to come out for this election where all these stars, uh, Rosie Perez, we have Robert De Niro coming out and shouting uh, the Russian collusion version 2. Uh, Do you think they're stupid enough to do that? Yeah, they're already starting. We're going to get to that clip later. But this is Jake on the news. We're going to cover all the hot news that's happening today in the Twitterverse on X. uh, Bunch of stuff that's going on. And we're going to start out with this. And this is the New York Attorney General. And she is stating that she might seize uh, Trump Towers and Donald Trump properties, which is kind of -of run-of-the-mill. That's what happens when you get a big fine like that. They start seizing your property. But here's the thing. I was talking yesterday, and I was saying, Okay, let's keep our fingers crossed that Trump is going to take this up to the appeals, he's going to win the appeal, and it will save New York from the detriment of this uh, ruling that this judge has made in this court case in New York. I'm referring to the court case, I know we've got to narrow it down, the court case where he was um, allegedly found guilty of inflating his real estate prices, etc., uh, when he was uh, obtaining construction loans uh, for Trump Inc., or whatever he calls his business, Magaland, whatever, Magaland Corporation. One thing I didn't realize when I was looking into this yesterday was that in order for him to appeal this ruling to a higher court, he has to come up and pay the $354 million before he can take it to the appeals court. So that might be a wee bit of a problem. Um, You have to realize that that judgment is occurring interest every day he hasn't paid it. And I think right now it's at $86,000 a day. Uh, now, we were talking in about how he has that stock that's if Truth Social ends up going public, he has that stock that will be valued at an estimated $4 billion. Uh, but he can't cash out on that for about six months, even if they went public right now. So this could be a problem. $86,000 a day. Six months down the road maybe he can get mr pillow or some guy like that to give him a little loan uh just give him a little kicker of 350 million dollars i mean trump's a wealthy guy but does he really have liquid 350 million dollars that he can just pull and pay off this fine and take it to the appeals court um that's actually something that i would probably donate to you know i would actually probably give a little donation to that if that was the case because uh I think this is wrong. I think that he needs to get it in front of the appeals court and hope to God that it's not another corrupt judge uh, that rules uh, against him. Um, I mean, we've gone over that for the last few days. Kevin O'Leary saying this is just a standard practice. I mean, I was involved in the mortgage industry for a little bit, and I know uh, people can say whatever their house is worth. But as the lender, it's your job to validate the worth of the property. So Trump could say his properties were worth six billion dollars. It doesn't matter. I mean, it's still at the lender's discretion to evaluate that property and lend on it. Uh, and of course, this was a victimless crime. We all know that. The the loans got paid. Uh, the bank wasn't complaining about them. This is just a witch hunt uh, put on by the Department of Justice. Uh, but anyways, here's the New York Attorney General, and she's stating that she might seize, start seizing his uh, buildings. Let's take a little listen.
5: If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment and uh, then we will seek uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge to seize his assets.
2: Now to the ABC News exclusive tonight after Donald Trump was fined nearly 35 million million in his civil fraud case. Tonight, New York State's Attorney General Letitia James saying she's prepared to seize Donald Trump's assets, including his buildings, if he doesn't pay the money. ABC's Aaron Katursky, one-on-one tonight with the Attorney General.
0: Four days after a judge ordered Donald Trump to pay $355 million for a decade of fraud, New York Attorney General Letitia James says she's prepared to do everything she can to make sure the former president pays his fine, including, she told us, seizing the buildings that bear his name.
5: If he does not have funds uh, to pay off the judgment, uh, then we will seek uh, you know, judgment enforcement mechanisms in court, and we will ask the judge To seize his assets.
0: Trump was held liable for exaggerating his wealth and inflating the value of his real estate, so banks would give him low interest loans. Trump insisted the banks liked doing business with him. They said no victim, no one got harmed, the banks got paid back, so no harm, no foul. Why is that not the case, in your view?
5: So, financial frauds are not victimless crimes. He engaged in this massive amount of fraud, and it wasn't just a Simple mistake, a slight oversight. The variations were wildly exaggerated, and the extent of the fraud was staggering.
0: Trump said the penalty against him would drive other businesses out of New York. Which
1: it will. We'll be successful, I think, because, frankly, if we're not
0: successful, New York State is gone. But the state's attorney general told us she's not worried. And
5: last I checked, tourism is up and Wall Street is doing just
0: fine. Even with an impending appeal, Trump must either put- Okay, we get it. We get it.
3: So she's going to go after his property. That's kind of run-of-the-mill. I just hope he can get that $350 million together to take this and pay off that fine and make it into the appeals court. Uh, that could be, like I said, an issue. Um, so there's this other, uh, Claire McCaskill, and she's just your typical uh, uh, lefty Democrat and she's embarrassed by the way uh, America is perceived in her uh, by Europeans and foreigners as she travels. And she is calling out for for uh, Trump to be fact checked every morning and to basically just leave Biden alone. Here we go. Let's take a little listen to that. Uh, this is just the mindset of the crazies out there. Here we go. We see
5: American companies still exceeding in terms of their global reach. But you know what they really look down their nose at they look down their nose at Donald Trump being the leader. I mean, what they, everyone says to you when you travel, well, you wouldn't elect him again, would you? Um, hasn't the country learned? You wouldn't ever give this guy power again, would you? Tell us that he's not going to be reelected. Please tell us that you've learned your lesson. So the only blemish on the great country of America worldwide is, in fact, Donald Trump. And can I make a suggestion? I move that every newspaper in America quits doing any fact checks on Joe Biden until they fact check Donald Trump every morning on the front page.
3: It is ridiculous that the New York Times fact-checked Joe Biden on something. Uh, Maybe because he's a pathological liar, and everybody that's been in close encounters with him for decades has said that he's a pathological liar. I mean, uh, come on. I mean, come on. He's been doing this since— Oh, you know what? I wasn't even going to get to this video, but here, let me find this real quick. This is back in 1987— uh, Johnny Carson talking about Biden being a liar in 1987. Check this out.
1: One of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently he quoted a I think it was a British politician took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him. And then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, Not to worry. He reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear but fear itself.
3: (laughs) Come on now. Come on now. This guy's a pathological liar. I don't know why I can't get that word out of my mouth today, but he's been a pathological liar uh, for decades. I mean, we were were earlier, what was it, last week or the week before, we had that interview with um, Jill Biden's first husband. Who Biden swooped up on uh, while she was still married to her first husband, and as they were both helping him on his campaigns way back in the day, and uh, that husband said in one of the first speeches that Bi- that he heard Biden give when he was working on his campaign, Biden stole one of his stories and put it out there as if it is his own. He's a pathological liar. Everything that guy says needs to be fact checked. Okay, and for this this numskull to say that oh 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 uh, they shouldn't fact check anything from Biden unless they fact check Trump first. Well. Okay. Anybody run for president should be fact checked. I'll give her that. But, uh, yeah, to act like, to act like Biden is this saint of of, of truth, this, this virtuous person that is telling the truth to the American public is just outlandish. It's outrageous. Uh, Now, I want to go to this next clip, and this was uh, radio host Charlemagne the God, and he was talking about his experience with the Democrats and how they have portrayed every Republican nominee that he can remember. There, let's take a little listen to this. The other problem is they've always done this with every single Republican candidate. Since I've been alive, whoever the
6: Republican presidential candidate has been, they've demonized. It doesn't matter who it is. It doesn't matter if it's John McCain. It doesn't matter if it was, you know, Mitt Romney. It doesn't matter who it is. They will will demonize a Republican candidate. And now that there's an actual legitimate threat right there in our faces, they're they're like the party who cried wolf.
3: They are the party that cried wolf, and they've been doing it for decades. And he's not wrong. And the thing is with, you know, Charlemagne the God, what a catchy name, but, uh, I, I believe that a lot of people are believing exactly what Charlemagne stated there, um, that, okay, we've, we've, been, we've had the wool pulled over our eyes so many times that we're getting tired of this. And we understand that, hey, politicians are lying to us. They're lying to us over and over again, and it's the same story. It's the same story here. There, the other, this candidate is a racist. This Republican candidate is a racist. This Republican candidate is going to go after, uh, minorities. I mean, it's the same playbook that's been played for decades and thank God that it feels like at least now America is waking the F up the F up. Okay. So on to another story. And this one's, uh, from the New York post, and this was a Amazon driver. Uh, And he fended off an attack from a drunk, naked New York City migrant, and he ended up in handcuffs. So what happened here, uh, this Big Apple Amazon driver said he had to slam a naked and drunk migrant in his head with a snowball to keep the deranged asylum seeker from making off with his packages, only to find himself in handcuffs. So this guy threw what they're saying a snowball could have been a sheet of ice, whatever. It left some marks on the dude. That's for sure. Uh, but what was interesting is if you go down here and find out what happened. So you have an, uh, an illegal immigrant that lived nearby breaking into an Amazon truck. Well, it was probably open. So I don't know if that legally be breaking in. Uh, but he was stealing boxes out of the truck. The truck driver throws a snowball at him to get him out of the way. He runs to the cops and says, please help me. And what do they do? Uh, they charge him. Hold on. Let me find this. It's in here. It's in here. I'll find it. Uh, da, 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 da. okay, here we go. Here's what happened to them. Abu is the Amazon driver and Sanchez is the immigrant that was stealing the package. Sanchez was telling the cops in Spanish that I punched him in the face. Abu said, I told them there's cameras around. You could probably find something. The cops said, they said there were no cameras. After a while, it turned into a, he said, she said thing. And that's how it went. Sanchez who lives in a shelter just blocks away from the second scene on hall street was charged with petty larceny, and public lewdness, uh, according to the cops. Now, Abu, who threw the snowball... um, Oh, oh, and by the way, Sanchez, the illegal immigrant that was robbing the Amazon truck, was released without bail in court Monday. Abu, who left the would-be thief with swelling and bruising on his face, was charged with third-degree assault and released on a desk appearance ticket, police said. Well, that seems absolutely fair. Well, I guess, you know, in hindsight, Abu did throw a snowball. You know, wasn't there a time where the cops would kind of looked the other way? Like if somebody was committing a crime like that, like robbing an Amazon truck, they would just kind of, eh, yeah, so what? The guy punched him. Uh, yeah, but he shouldn't have been robbing the truck. You now, I've got this problem with the, all these people that with all their nonsense when they're committing crimes and then if, if you know a, a store security or somebody lays hands on them they they start suing in civil court it's just how screwed up our our current system is you know uh but anyways abu poor abu uh he didn't get out with no bail he's got a police what was that what they call it they said he's got a uh it was a desk desk warrant what was it my da. I know, this is not good for a live show, but I want to find that. I want to see what it was. Uh, Abu, who left the wood uh, swelling, blah, 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 was charged with third-degree assault and released on a desk appearance ticket. Okay. All right, I guess that's what we call fair in these uh, United States of America. Okay, now this beauty right here, let me get my face out of the way so you can suck this in in its entirety of this stunning young individual. Um (sighs) Well, it's just another pedophile trans person that was uh, brought up on child porn. Uh, an Arkansas child sex crime suspect was charged with 20 felonies earlier this month. Um, I investigated and found out the suspect is a trans non-binary activist. Ringo Allen is the latest trans person accused of pedophilia. Uh, and, of course, this is uh, according to Andy Ngo. I don't know how you pronounce his last name, but he's always posting like stuff about the trans uh I what's up with this mustache, you know, forget that. I mean, trans person, which way, which way is this person going? Is, is this a guy going to female or is this a female, you know, this is caught, this is what you call the black hole of sexuality where you have no friggin' clue of which way this person is intending to, I guess that would be, what do they call that when you're all sexes, you're, uh, I know there's a term for it, but this, I don't even know which way they're going. This is like a, where's, Wal, where's Waldo? Like, is there a penis down there? Is there a vagina down there? Is this a vagina growing a mustache? Are they proud of this mustache? I mean, it seems like if it was a guy going to a girl, the first thing he would do is shave off that mustache. Now the facial structure, etc., looks like a male dressed in drag. I need a decoder ring for this nonsense. I really need a decoder ring. I mean, can't people just tattoo a dick or a vagina or a... Nothing on their foreheads, so we don't have to ask pronouns and all this other kind of stuff. Well, anyways, this is just another story that's on in a long story. This is uh from uh this is the same person I was referring to right here, this beauty, this beauty with a mustache. Um post millennial says that in Benton, Arkansas, a 27-year-old Little Rock area woman who was arrested on child sex crime allegations is revealed to be a trans non-binary activist following an exclusive investigation by post-millennial. Okay, a woman. Okay, so this is a woman. Or are they just being woke and calling her a woman because he wants to be called a woman? I have no clue. Can somebody help me out with this? Regina May Allen, who goes by the trans alias Ringo M. Valentine, was arrested on February 8th and booked into the Saline County Detention Center on 20 felony counts of disturbing, distributing, possessing, or viewing child sex abuse content. Regina May Allen. Okay, I believe they're giving her birth name. So this is this is oh, okay, so this is a female. Let's go back to that picture. So we can we can really break this down. So this is a female that is transitioning into a male, thus the highlighted mustache. Okay, it makes sense. Now it perfectly makes sense. Now this is completely normal. Why would I have a problem with that? Why would I have a problem identifying this person? Okay, another trans news. Uh, this is another story, but it's still making the headlines in the trans communities. And this is the victim of an anti-Catholic drag queen, Adam Westbrook, who was arrested on a child sex crime charges, has identified as his son who he adopted with his husband, who is a teacher. Adam allegedly created child porn of his adopted son and distributed it. Now here's from the documents Let's pull this up on uh, February 16th, 24, a search warrant of Adam Westbrook's residence of eight night. Well, I'm not going to read that address um, was conducted during this time. Detective Morrow observed a male child later identified as victim one being carried out of the residence. Detective Morrow observed the child's face, which identified the prepudential, prepubescent boy in the CSAM videos observed to be sent by Adam in Snapchat to kite information was gathered that the child was victim one and he was adopted by Adam and witness one, hmm. man, that brings up a lot of questions in the mind. Doesn't it? It brings up a whole lot of things. Huh. You know, and, and it's stuff that you're not allowed to talk about. But it's like people that are this deranged in their thinking, uh, this deranged in their sexual deviance. Now, I don't care what you want to do between you and another, se- uh, a consenting adult. But should people that are just, should there be a line of who's able to adopt? Now, I've said this once before. I've said it. I've said it very that I believe a, a good. A good, solid gay couple that is adopting a child, that child is probably better off than being in the foster system. I agree with that. It's the better alternative. But you start throwing all this other stuff in there because this isn't the first time I've read one of these stories. These stories happen uh, quite frequently considering the the density of the population of these trans adults of uh, misappropriating children in their home. It's just not... Man, what what can you do about this? What do we do about this? First off, they should lock these people up. There should be stiff penalties against these people. That uh, it, it should scare the crap out of these pedos that are out there, uh, sexual deviant pedos that are out there. I I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. I mean, do I believe that there are like gay Whatever homes that are a good place to have a foster child and and with a chance to adopt. Yes, I do. But man, this kind of nonsense, you know, I guess it's one of those things where you have you have to hope you have to hope that this is an exception to the rule, even though I've seen other stories that the percentages are so low, um, they just have to deal up with it on a one by one basis. It's not something that you can just uh, broad base a new law Or something that says, you know, if you have a mustache and eyeliner, you can't adopt a kid, you know, I don't know. Uh, But I just hope, I'm hoping these incidences are isolated. But I'll tell you what, when you have these kind of just upside down, upside down view of morality and, and a moral foundation in your life, where is the line? Where is the line? I mean... You, you 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 disregard where that line is in your personal life and, and and these people are just willing to do whatever they want to do and if that includes insulting a minor in their home i'm not saying all but i'm saying it happens and it's it's horrible and another state that is trying to get on this train of um This train of, you know, we did a story yesterday or the day before, I forget which one it was. Uh, We did the story of this Catholic family that had CPS come into their home and take their child out of their home. The child was under 18 and they took the child out of the home simply because the parents, according to the parents, uh, they weren't using the proper pronouns with the child. And they said because of their religious beliefs, they didn't believe that they had to use his preferred pronouns. And because of that, CPS took the child out of the home and the, and the child stayed in foster services until it timed out of the foster services and was given when went back to live with the parents because he could no longer stay in the foster homes because he was over 18. And you look at that story and you think, man, I hope this is just a rarity one-off story, you know, and I, I don't recall what state that was in, but here's a bill that's being proposed. This is in Illinois, which Illinois has been just a crap show of everything that's going on from Chicago to everywhere else. But this is a a bill that's getting put on the books. It hasn't been implemented yet, but this is the thought process of the politicians in today's society and in Illinois. Um, What it's doing is this bill that they're proposing is to amend the Abused and Neglected Child Reporting Act And provides that child abuse or abused child means a child whose parent or immediate family member or any person responsible for the child's welfare or any individual residing in the same home as the child or a paramour of the child's parent denies the child access to necessary medical care, including but not limited to primary care services, abortion services or gender affirming services. Amends the Consent by Minors to Health Care Services Act. Specifies that consent to the performance of abortion services and gender affirming services executed by a minor is not voidable because of such minority. Blah, uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay? Uh, basically, if you don't, you know, uh, this is leaning towards that whole thing. If you don't address the child by the child's preferred pronouns, uh, you could be in trouble. Now, this is Illinois. Let's hope this doesn't get passed, but that's, it's House Bill 4876 in Illinois, Illinois State Legislature, HB 4876. Amazing. Amazing. You know, I was watching yesterday or the, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday, we played a clip of that Dr. Phil and Joe Rogan interview, uh, where Dr. Phil was just really breaking down some common sense. And I encourage you to take a, take a watch and watch it because Dr. Phil he is going out on a limb and he is stating a lot of truths. And it's nice to see a person in as high profile of, of, of a position as Dr. Phil actually be willing to go out there on a limb where he knows he's going to get a lot of hate. He knows he's going to get a lot of crap from this over woke, crazy society that we got going on. And he just really lays it down and he talks about all these situations that we're going through. And, um, I really encourage you to take a look at that. It's uh Joe Rogan. Okay. Joe Rogan and Doctor Phil. I think it came out yesterday or the day before. One of the two. Anyways, good show. Um, Google. On to another story. Google's new AI image creator Gemini is having some problems. Uh, Mister Tim Pool uh, <laughs> was posting. I guess. I guess they 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 uh, they Googled an image of a Swedish woman. Swedish woman, and this happens to be the image that pops up. Now, I don't, I have never been to Sweden. I don't plan on going to Sweden anytime soon, but my gut tells me that these women of color in these pictures, a lot of them with looks like three out of the four of Asian descent, maybe one of African descent. Um, I might be a moron, but I don't believe any of these look like a Swedish woman. Well, apparently Google's having all kinds of problems with their AI and their image creator, uh, such as this instance right here, um, where if you ask it to create a picture of a white scientist, the response is, while I can create images for you, I'm, I'm unable to fail your request to, uh, to depict a scientist based solely on their race or ethnicity. It's important to remember that scientists come in all shapes, sizes, and backgrounds, and judging their capabilities or contributions based on their physical characteristics is harmful and inaccurate. But if you come over here and you ask it to create a picture of a black scientist, it has no problem whatsoever. Racist AI racist AI, you know, there's so much stuff going on today that how can you, if you're going to put these modern woke ideas into your AI, you know, your simulations of images, um, The thing is about this whole woke movement is it is very racist. It doesn't judge people best based on their character and their abilities. It just, it judges people based on the, 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 the pigment of their melatonin, you know, of their skin. And that'll, that is so racist that this, this woke movement has gone so woke that it has come full circle and it's racist as hell. So uh, here's some more Gemini images. If you want a picture of a black Pope, uh, this is what Gemini gives to you. Well, not of a black Pope, just of a Pope uh, create an image of a Pope. And here is a female Indian Pope and what looks to be an African American Pope. Okay. So what? So it's a person of color. This, a Pope, uh, generate an image of the original founding fathers. Uh, I don't know who these superheroes are on the left and I don't recall, uh, this black gentleman is one of the founding fathers. Uh, maybe he was one of the slaves that was dropping off, uh, uh, you know, uh, Tea at the tables. I'm not too sure because, you know, our founding fathers were uh, most of them slaveholders. Okay. Um, here's images of Vikings, not traditionally what I assumed a Viking would look like, but according to uh, Gemini AI, these uh, African, uh, Asian Vikings, uh, Asian Vikings, it looks like the new Disney movie where they are going to show. Vikings, that's what they would pick. And here is create an image of a medieval king of England. Uh, we have this beautiful black princess down here. We have what looks to be a Native American king, looks like an Indian king, if I'm just making general observations, and one white king. Um, yeah, so, uh, anyways, it appears Gemini has some problems with its uh, grip of reality. <laughs> Oh, here's another question asked to, uh, Jim and I, let me bring this up real quick. And, uh, somebody asked it, uh, can you help us stop black privilege? I don't know. Is that Tim pool there? It's probably Tim pool. Uh, can you help us stop black black privilege? And Jim and I responded, I'm sorry, but I can't help you with that. The concept of black privilege is a harmful stereotype that has no basis in reality. Black people in the United States face systematic racism and discrimination and claiming that they have privilege is not only inaccurate, but also harmful. If you are interested in learning more about systematic racism and how to combat it, I recommend checking out the following resources. So Google, AI. I did see a clip that said that uh, Google had apologized for its uh, lack of white representation in its AI image creator and that it's going to do something about it. And then there's a bunch of uh, images uh, posting the guy that headed up the department for Gemini. Uh, I didn't put any of them in here because I didn't want to drag this out, but uh, apparently he's, um, he's a real humdinger. Uh, ultra woke, ultra woke. Okay. Now in general, uh, uh, O'Keefe style of undercover reporting, somebody actually submitted this to O'Keefe. Um, and this is an IRS official, Alex Mina, who works in the criminal investigations of the IRS. And he has a bunch of great quotes in here. Now to me, uh, <laughs> I hate to say it, but it looks like this guy is probably, um, The type of guy that has most of his, most of his girlfriends are probably online, you know, or they're inflatable or possibly latex real dolls. Um, a lot of what this guy's saying that I particularly see in this undercover interview that was obtained by O'Keefe's company, but it was submitted by a citizen journalist. Uh, that's apparently a part of their American swiper program. Um, so it's one of these things where they put the camera on the table and they just let the guy talk. And um, I think he was showing a little bravado. I think he was showing off for the person that was kind of interviewing him. Uh, But nonetheless, if everything that he's saying is true, it is pretty horrific. But this is straight up from a criminal investigator in the IRS and just take a listen to this and see if it doesn't make your skin crawl. So
6: AI has access
2: to like everybody's bank account? Yes. What? They, they see the amount in your bank account, yes. I can't, is it constitutional to do that? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> they are assholes.
0: Really? They are the definition of an asshole. All of them. They have no problem like going after the small people, you know? people in prison, like destroying people's life they, they Really? Have, they have no problem doing this. They said that like, we
2: were all nice when we started. Now look at us. Like, look, they are like robots right now. All of them. I can't wait to give this news to all of my friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, please don't tell them my name. Do
2: <laughs> you think that you would like have
5: to have like a place?
0: No, not the direct. That's actually it's it's a pretty basic.
6: Right? Yeah. Like in in six months they were able to capture half a billion dollars. Do they
4: have warrants to go into like the accounts to to find the half a billion dollars? No. You said the IRS doesn't
2: control the AI? Who does? The Department of
0: Justice and um, the Inspector General.
2: It's like he went into the army.
0: When I went to the the criminal investigation unit,
6: the guy was telling me, like, the first person you shoot,
3: you're going to remember, but after that, you're going to shoot like 100 people, you're not going to remember any of them. Mm -hmm. Okay, enough. We get it. 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 Uh, you know, so apparently what he's claiming here is that the Department of Justice is using AI bots to swarm people's bank accounts without warrant and um, just see what they can do. And he's claiming that these bots have recovered over half a billion dollars so far. It's scary because, you know, I think the only thing that was uh, really in your your run-of-the-mill tax fraud person's uh, best interest of their low level is the... The laziness of IRS agents that they can't check everybody and they're too lazy to probably go after low hanging fruit on the vine. Um, But it looks like AI might be putting an end to that. It might be going after everybody. It's scary, scary, scary stuff. I'll tell you what, some presidential candidate needs to go on the on the campaign trail, and their main uh, objective needs to be to uh, restructure the IRS or repeal the IRS or start from scratch or make a flat tax or something like this because... This IRS is getting way out of control. It looks like the Department of Justice is getting in there with some AI bots to help them out. Now, we're going to play a little game, okay? So, ding, 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 new topic. We're playing a little game here. Now, apparently, uh, in our school systems, a lot of these children haven't had to, after learning their ABCs, they haven't really been um, demanded to write. Uh, I guess a lot of kids are using keyboards, etc and so what is happening is the detriment of handwriting. So I want you to take a little look at this picture, and these are some spelling words that were put out to some students, and I want you to guess what grade is this student? All right, dun, 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 dun. All right, so this is one example. We got accomplish and it falls below the line. We got anxious here. Just handwriting is just completely horrible. Let's go to this next example of another student. Um, I think there's some symbols in here that I can't even begin. It looks like it could be Russian, um, but it's just poor penmanship would be a very vast understatement unless this was a special needs class. Uh, but if this was a normal class, this is definitely not, uh, acceptable. And let's go to the third example. And I guess this is the class nerd because you can actually read this even though it is crap uh, and it is extremely horrible penmanship. Uh, Let's just take a little guess. What is your guess of the age of these students that are writing these spelling words? I'm waiting. Okay. Did you say second grade? No, no, no. These are big words for a second grader. Think again. Eighth grade. This is from students who've joined after school, and today we were doing spelling words. This is eighth graders' handwriting, and this is three examples from one class I was in an after school program. Uh, the students claim that they never write anymore and they only type. Uh, this is where we are. It's horrible, but these are our penmanship in our schools. Ah, Yikes. And uh, while our schools are embedding in these students, these uh, horrible handwriting and just horrible situation in our education system, the people that run the education system are after one group of people. And I'll tell you what, let me let me just rewind here for a second. You know, it used to be back in the day that if you ran into some homeschooled kids, they wore little house on the prairie dresses and they were a little off the beaten path and they were a little weird and they just, you know, uh, they never had caffeine. They didn't eat sugar. They're, they're just a little, they're, they're a little weird. Well, I'll tell you what, things have changed. And I'll tell you that it seems to me whenever I run across some kids that are being homeschooled by their parents or they're part of a homeschool group today and I talk to these kids they just seem like they are leaps and bounds beyond the kids that are coming out of our public schools. They just seem more intelligent. They seem like they've they've got a grasp on their education. They know what's going on. And I mean, that could be just the rare examples of the kids that I'm around and the parents are maybe well-grounded and do a really good job homeschooling their kids, but I see a difference. But the educators in our country – attorney generals, etc., are really coming after these homeschool kids. And I want to, somebody posted this video and it's a, it's a bird's eye camera view of this, um, of this board of school officials. Let me see if I could get where this at. This is in Michigan state board of education and it's on homeschool registering and it's the attorney general, uh, chiming in there, um, basically asking for no knock warrants, into homeschoolers houses uh to be able to show up at any time and just barge their way in here let's take a little listen it's kind of creepy um comments by state board members mr mcmillan
2: so this whole home you know and i should have i could have brought it up because you brought it up during your superintendent report but whole homeschooling thing is really uh quite disturbing and one of the things that disturbs me about this is the disingenuousness of the discussion. Because we have people like the Senate Education Committee Chair uh, Dana Polhanke saying that when asked about increasing regulations beyond re- registration, she said, not on my watch. Well, we got Attorney General Nessel that says that she wants to do it because the foster care system didn't do their job. and. Apparently homeschool parents, uh, there was some abuse going on at a homeschool home, home um, or that actually it sounds like the foster care system, but certainly a mere registration, a list of people is not going to have anything to do or will not help prevent um, what Attorney General Nessel is talking about. So she's already kind of said the quiet part out loud. She basically said, "We want this list so that we can have unwarranted home entry, uh, without a warrant, warrantless uh, home entry into homeschool, into this particular targeted group, um, and we want to be able to go in there. And uh, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad things happening all around the state, potentially in some houses, but we have a legal system that says you have to have a warrant before you go in. However," um because of this one instance uh you know some in the state want to be able to barge in and and bust the door down and and i'm not being you know it's not hyperbolic i mean if they knock on the door and they say no is that amazing or what and there's all kind of
3: they're literally sitting around a table discussing that they want to have warrantless entry into homeschoolers houses to bust down the door if they don't answer the door and he goes on into great detail uh, any harps on that for a while, but we don't need to get into the whole thing. See, the thing is, is man, that's just the rights of uh, you get one bad apple. You get one bad homeschool family that's doing some weird stuff around their house or whatever. That's, but it's, that's an exception to the rule. And that the, the problem we find ourselves in today is because if one thing happens, that's an exception to the rule. Then they want to make new rules that just apply to everybody. You know, one exception to the rule they make a rule that just infringes on everybody's freedoms, uh, but that's it. That state board of educators in Michigan talking straight up that they want warrantless entry into homeschoolers' houses. They want the homeschoolers to registry. They want their they want them to register. They want their addresses, and they want to be able to have no knock warrants, uh, warrantless entry into their homes. It's unbelievable. It's un- I thought this was a free country. I thought this was a place where you had security at your home. I thought this was a place where uh, police, law enforcement, any government official can't enter your home without a warrant, without a judge signing off and saying, okay, yes, you have, you have a reasonable cause to go into their home. And they're fighting against it in Michigan. Very interesting. Well, I'm going to play this little clip. I'm just going to play a little bit of Mike Benz. Uh, We referred to this a lot the other day, Mike Benz, who was on the Tucker Carlson. I still recommend that you watch that interview with Tucker Carlson and Mike Benz. Uh, I've said it before, but Mike Benz really uh, drops the breadcrumbs, connects the dot to dots of the way that our government has started censoring our voices online, etc., but Mike Benz, here he is talking more about some. Uh, 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 well, I'll just give you a little listen here. Take a listen.
4: I just saw a Liz Cheney clip posted by Representative Dan Bishop, and it had her describing Trump's run for president in 2024 as potentially the last election in American history. This echoes a long line of foreign policy establishment apex predators who are all now suddenly in unison championing this framing of Trump as a dictator, as an authoritarian. This is obviously stuff they've recycled from before, but it's all sort of converging right now. And, you know, this attack on democracy, dictator, authoritarian thing. And especially this framing of it being the last election if we don't stop it. Now, you have to recognize the trick here and go all the way back to the beginning. The framing techniques they're using right now are the same ones used in 1948 at the very dawn of the creation of the Central Intelligence Agency to create a predicate for dirty tricks. And I'll talk about what those dirty tricks are going to be, but just a quick history lesson here. Uh, the, the CIA was created under the nat- 1947 National Security Act, and the very first thing it did to rig an election overseas was to rig the 1948 Italian election, which was the first democratic election after World War II, you know, after Mussolini had been, had been gored, and, and suddenly Italy was torn between a Euro-Atlanticist, Western-backed political candidate for president and a Soviet-backed, communist-sympathetic president. And the, and the Central Intelligence Agency, with support from the State Department and certain private interests, and, and certain interests within Italy itself ranging from the Sicilian mob who are our, our national security state had partnered with because they were persecuted by by Mussolini so the so, so Italian street muscle was used as a sort of uh, makeshift resistance movement within Italy we kept those networks with with the with the underground and with media institutions and propaganda institutions we we bribed cajoled stuffed ballot boxes the whole the whole dirty dirty works that you could possibly do and uh, George Kennan wrote—he's one of the godfathers of the CIA. He wrote a memo after this happened. It's called "The Inauguration of Organized Political Warfare," published later that year, in 1948, where he explains the logic of it. And, and basically, okay, I got to you know, cut my pants right off
3: let- because he, when he starts talking about it, he just does not stop. Uh, but that's Mike coming in there, uh, you know, just subscribe to his channel. I think, what is it? Citizen something is his channel. Uh, Scott Absent, uh, Adams actually posted, uh, this one that I saw and Texas Lindsay, I believe she's a, uh, who knows, but, uh, he, Mike, at uh, Mike bin cyber at Mike Ben cyber. If you've got the time, just stop and listen to his stuff because he's just breaking down the, the way the deep state, our government has been moving to, um, to control us 100%. Now he's talking about the play that the government's making right now. And here's the first inkling into it. We talked to about it earlier where the whole Russian collusion, I thought this card was played out. I thought it blew up in their faces uh, last week or the week before, but we know that the, the public's media attention is very, very, very short. Uh, so there's been 48 hours, 72 hours since uh, it came out that Obama and Biden, everybody was spying on Trump, And they created the russian collusion but guess what on cnn they're already back full force trying to uh, kick this dog get it going once again and start bringing russia into play one more time with trump here we go
5: this is all part of a propaganda and disinformation campaign by russia attempting to help donald trump and you know when we point out the very clear contours of this story our colleagues just start chanting, Russia hoax, Russia hoax. Well, what's the hoax? Is it the uh, the brutal invasion of Ukraine and the tens of thousands of Ukrainians who've died or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of Russians who've died? Is it the death of Navalny that's the hoax? What exactly is the hoax they're talking about? Because um, it seems to me that the most well, likely hoax is really Donald Trump, who's
3: been manipulated uh, by Putin for a long time or is certainly in love okay here we go yeah they think this is gonna fly they think that they're gonna start bringing in the whole russia collusion uh trump being a puppet of putin and all this other kind of stuff like do they not realize that just a week ago uh the facts were coming out about the whole Russian thing was made up well cnn is doubling down and they are kicking this story up once again and trying to bring Russia into the equation. And I, I'm just guessing that we're going to see a lot more of this Russian invasion. Now, uh, we did talk yesterday about uh, Trump announcing who his potential VPs are. Tulsi Gabbard being one of them. Ron DeSantis of Vivek, um, And there was one other name, and it's the name that I always forget, um, about potential uh, running mates for this next election. Well, Tulsi Gabbard was on Fox News And I believe that I have never seen her campaign harder for Trump. Uh, So she's definitely taking this to the next level. And honestly, I hope Tulsi Gabbard gets the VP slot. I think she'd be a great choice. You know, she's a woman of color. She's a minority. She has ex-military. She's an ex-Democrat. I mean, it doesn't get more enticing than that, especially for middle America. Uh, Here we go with Tulsi talking on Fox News and tooting Trump's trumpet. All right. Here we go. Let's take a listen seen this tactic before when the
5: Biden administration and Hillary Clinton and all these war mongers start fear-mongering, it's because they're trying to distract the American people away from what's actually happening. And when you look at what Trump is doing, he's talking about very real issues that the American people care about. He's talking about how the open, our open borders, Biden's open borders are destroying our country. He's talking about the rising inflation. he's talking about rampant crime in our streets and now with NATO, He is forcing the American people and NATO members to be confronted with some very serious and important questions. For us, what is the role of NATO? Does our membership in NATO serve our national security interests? And if it does, then how much are we, the American people, willing to put on the line in our taxpayer dollars and in American lives? And how much are these NATO members willing to put on the line in their money and the lives of their citizens? We cannot allow ourselves, the United States of America and the American people, to continue to be in this position where these NATO members expect us To put up our money. They expect us to put up the lives of my brothers
3: and sisters in uniform to protect them. When they're not even willing to do that for themselves. Word Tulsi. And you know, Tulsi. Yeah, she's an ex-Democrat. I get that 100%. But I'll tell you what. There's hardly anything that ever comes out of her mouth that I disagree with. Uh, To me, she is a well-rounded human. She's a, I think she'd be a great VP. And there she is. Toting the horn for, uh, for, for Donald Trump. And I love her, her views on NATO it's, you know, why do we have to be the big investor in NATO? Why do is it us, uh, that sends out, like she said, our brothers and sisters, our Americans to go fight wars that have nothing to do with us, you know? All in the interest of NATO, because we're the ones that carry around with the big stick. Like we act like we're the, the rich kid that actually has the budget to do these things when all we're doing is just printing money out the back door and uh, causing massive inflation to support our war efforts and all this other kind of nonsense. Yeah. Tulsi, you tell him. You tell them. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's, let's get on to some uh, illegal immigration. I'm going to start off with this, um, the Chicago resident. And it was, she was in some, it doesn't say exactly where she was, but it was in some chamber meeting or anything or something like that. And she goes off on Chicago, Chicago's mayor, Brandon, uh, I forget his last name was Brandon Johnson. I, I can't remember, uh, but she goes off. Let's take a little listen to what she had to say because she's laying it down. And I believe she, she expresses the sentiment of many of the black voters in Chicago right now. Here we go, take a listen. What's happening is they're emptying out the dregs of their jails into the
6: United States, into our communities. They're junking up our country. And yeah, we feel some kind of way about it because it's our country. Yeah, Black History Month, the American descendants of slavery. And I want you to know, Brandon Johnson, I understand what Blakemore's saying about we still on the plantation. But what you looking at right now, this is what a free Negro look like. And I'm telling you, we're going to get our city back. We're going to stand for our people. We're going to get them out of our communities because they don't deserve to be there. You watch us. We black out here, and we're going to handle our business. You watch that. I'm a free black woman. This is how we get down.
3: You know, the intensity in her speech and how she is actually upset about about what's happening in Chicago with all these immigrants and all the uh, immigrant crime. You know, she's boots on the street. She's seeing this, you know, and we still see these stories every day of these immigrant, immigrant gangs, uh, gangs. Robbing and looting and all this. I mean, here's another one right here. This is a, a gang of illegal immigrants target high-end Phoenix area homes and bur- burglaries. You know, we see stuff like this every day. I think I've showed one video or a, an image or a story like this every day. You know, here's another story. This one's incredible. Where a hundred immigrants stormed into a Home Depot. Um, this was in Chicago, this is Chicago. So this is what this lady's pissed off about. Okay. Now take a little listen to this. This is the 911 call for a hundred estimated 100, 100 immigrants bum rushing a home Depot and taking out security. Some of the security there was off duty police officers. And just listen to this. This is what's going on in Chicago. This is why that lady is so pissed off. Here we go. Take a listen units in six and
5: citywide. We have a 10-1 200 West 87th Street, 200 West 87th Street at the Home Depot.
6: Um, the call to this over 100 migrants attacking security. Some of the security officers are off-duty police officers. Nothing further. do clear Alright, if I have anybody close by 200 West
1: 87th Street at the Home Depot or are being called in as a 10-1. Over
5: 100 migrants attacking security. Security are off-duty POs for all units and six of city wide we're giving a disregard for the ten one at 200 west 87th street again that's a disregard for the 10-1 200 west 87th street press 610
3: adam can you imagine can can you imagine that we are allowing these people across our borders and a hundred of them are teaming up and ramsacking a home depot and going after off-duty police crazy it is crazy you know how long, how long are we going to sit back and see these headlines? You know, here's another one. 7.2 million illegals entered the U.S. under Biden administration, an amount greater than the population of 36 of our states. Not 36 combined, but 7 million is a greater population than 36 of the states of the United States of America. So we've added a whole state a whole nother state of illegal immigrants into this country, just underneath the Biden watch 7.2 million people. That is a phenomenal amount of people. Phenomenal amount of people. And then you have Mayor Adams in New York, New York uh, giving each giving these people that want it $10,000 a piece. We're putting them up in hotels. We're feeding them. We went through the prices earlier this week in, uh, I believe it was Chicago, or it could have been New York. In Chicago, New York, they're giving them $11 for uh, breakfast, $11 for lunch, and $32 for dinner uh, for restaurants to cater to these illegals that are getting put up at hotels. These hotels that are making $7 million a month housing uh, these immigrants. We we played videos yesterday where these big, beautiful hotels in New York are no longer open to the public because it is now migrant housing. And they've got 1,300 rooms, and all the rooms are filled up with illegal aliens. And the hotels are making money off this from our taxpayer dollars to the tune of $7 million a month. This is ridiculous. It's out of control. When are we going to do something? You know? And then you get organizations— like the Red Cross. And here's a little shelter. Here's a little, remember when you donate to the Red Cross, you gotta know what Red Cross is doing with their money. Well, one of the things they're doing with your money is they're they're feeding and getting emergency supplies to illegals as they come across the border. And here's a little video that actually proves this. Here you go.
4: Got there, these are some of the drop-off spots as you can see. American Red Cross. They got a can't sausages and water. This is right along one of the openings of the Arizona border wall.
3: Yep, right at the opening of the Arizona border wall. I think I cut that off, but he just panned the camera around and it was right there at the opening. In fact, here in case I cut it off, here we go. Uh there's the border wall. This shelter was right beside it. Let me rewind just a little bit. Arizona border wall. There we go. Yeah. Red Cross coming in clutch. Uh, supplying, you know, I didn't see any Gatorade there. They should have some Gatorade there uh, or some, some additives to the water to give these illegals electrolytes as they cross over the border. Uh, they should have an ATM machine there, too. I guess they have to get a little further. Uh, you know, one of the things I, ta- I talked earlier about that Dr. Phil and Joe Rogan interview, and Dr. Phil was saying that he went down to the Texas border and he was saying that like it's basically for these immigrants, if a brown suited border patrol, which is a Texas agent, uh, if they get the uh, if they intercept these people crossing the border, they take them in, they uh, uh, they they run them through the system and then they deport them. Some of them they deport to other states. We've seen the, the Abbott sending these busloads of people to New York, Chicago, et cetera. Um, but the green guys, the green uniforms are the federal agents. And the federal agents, that's who you want to run into if you're an illegal immigrant crime across, across the border, because they will take you, they will book you and they will sign you a court date. That's seven, five to 10 years down the road. And you were just let loose to go free, to roam the streets of America and giving some walking money. Wow. This invasion has got to stop. It's got to stop. We have to do something about it. We have to change the whole uh, uh, leadership of this country and get things back under control. Well, yesterday, remember this, uh, we talked about her, this uh, new Jack City chick here. Uh, Tiffany Haynard, right? Well, now she's gaining a lot of attention. Charlie Kirk posting about her and he brought up some uh, really interesting things that I didn't see. Uh, Charlie, Charlie is claiming that she spent huge sums using local police as backup dancers in music videos. I didn't realize that. Uh, but it seems par for the course, considering her attitude from the interviews that I've seen. Um, the The city's own police chief uh admits that Haynard orders his officers to write tickets targeting her critics. Uh she has allegedly even shut down local businesses that refuse to donate to her political war chest. We covered that yesterday. Uh, and Haynard has been at this for three years. Uh, Charlie Kirk says it would be trivially easy for Cook County Prosecutor Kim Fox to hit her with half a dozen felonies and help Dalton's 20,000 citizens in the process, but it's not happening. Now, that's one thing to keep in perspective as I'm going to harp on this a little bit. She is the mayor of a city of 20,000 people. That's not a lot of people. It's not a lot of people at all. And here's the Daily Mail saying first female mayor of tiny Illinois Village who hired child gang rapists is slammed for living like a royal after demanding $300,000 salary using taxpayer money for billboard's hair and makeup and passing a law so the next mayor will earn just 25,000 that's pretty slick so she is conservative when it comes to her ass not sitting in the seat Uh, this was, uh, this was daily mail and they're saying Illinois mayor is now accused of shutting down businesses that refuse to donate to her campaign. We covered that yesterday. Uh, this bitch has the audacity to be blasting Rihanna's bitch better have my money at board meetings after being slammed for using city money to fund her glamorous looks. Um, here's another article. Super mayor, Tiffany Haynard unbearable spending out of control. 1 million on cop overtime, thousands of unapproved ice rink and constant parties. Now, remember, this is a community. This is a, <laughs> this is a community of only 20,000 people. Illinois super mayor, Tiffany Haynard accused of using cops to harass enemies, blowing thousands on lavish vacations and plastering face on posters across town. It just doesn't Stop. And here's this little princess of a gem uh, claiming to be progressive. Let's take a listen. I am
6: Tiffany Henry, and I am a progressive candidate for mayor of Dalton.
3: We talk about patterns. When someone breaks into a home or breaks into
6: a car, they let you know that they will take whatever they want to take.
3: There you go. Pulling up a little mugshot of her uh, trespassing, uh, breaking into vehicles. Uh, And now this was the ringer for me, man. This was the ringer for me. Just listen to this interview, how she responds to these questions about flying first class to Las Vegas and blowing all this money from a town of 20,000 taxpaying individuals. Here we go. I don't do anything as relates to with credit
6: cards. As you heard me speak today in my board meeting about, I do not handle that.
3: Some of
2: those charges are for you though. No, sir. You didn't go to Las Vegas?
6: Mm.
2: What, what is that? No come. You don't know if you were in Las Vegas?
6: Of course I do. Did
2: you fly first class to Las Vegas?
6: Any other questions?
2: You're not going to answer how taxpayer dollars
3: are being spent. That seems odd.
6: I just answered it. What do you mean? I just answered your questions.
3: I just answered your questions. Okay. Hold on. Now I might be a little slow, but I believe the first question was, did you go to uh, Las Vegas? She goes, "Mm, no comment. Did you fly first class? And she gave another, let me rewind this because the the, the, the amount of bullshit that this chick is willing to spread and just have the reporter step all in it, and act like she's on the upper hand. Let's rewind it just a little bit. No, sir.
2: You didn't go to Las Vegas?
3: Mm.
2: What what is that? No comment. You don't know you were in Las Vegas?
6: Of course I do. Did
2: you fly first class to Las Vegas?
6: Any other questions?
2: You're not gonna answer how taxpayer dollars are being spent? That seems I just, odd.
6: I just answered it. What do you mean? I just answered your questions.
2: You said you wouldn't answer about Las Vegas.
6: You asked me a question and I responded.
2: Well, you I respond, all right.
6: together at this time and this moment. This is gonna be Black
2: like History Month, right? Y'all all say Martin Luther
6: King had a dream. But guess what? I am the dream. Y'all forget I am the leader. They wanna hear from the mayor. If y'all ain't learned that yet. Black History Month, oh, of course I'm going to give away a million dollars to help you pay your mortgage and your rent. Of course I am. The mayor, not the trustees that don't do nothing, that only run their mouth. Ma- we getting scrutinized in the media for what? Loving on the people, showing them that they matter to us. We going through the fires for y'all. It's Black History Month, as the first African-American female mayor of Dalton, of course I'm misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all self. Y'all black. Y'all are black. And y'all sitting up here beating and attacking on a black woman that's in power. Y'all should be ashamed of y'all self.
3: My God, get this chick out of here. She's out of freaking control. Oh, okay. Well, we're about ready to wrap up here. Uh, And, uh, you know, Daily Mail or Daily Caller was posting out that uh, Biden was shuffling back to his Marine One. Uh, has he just wrapped his, uh, Delaware weekend at his beach house. Now, just as a reminder, Daily Mail is calling out that he has spent 442 days, which is 39.2% of his presidency on vacation. And let's just look at the spry young man sprint across here. Yeah. Look at him. He must've got shot up with a and by the, what kind of shoes is he wearing? I think running shoes, orthopedic. I hope they're non-slips, Mr. Biden, because you've had a problem with that. But yeah, he's all hopped up on adrenochrome going back to uh, work after 40% of his career as president has been spent on vacation. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if we could all just vacation 40% of the time? Well, I'll tell you what. This is Jake. I've been on the news. I'm going to wrap it up. You guys have a good one, and I will talk to you later. And remember, like Johnny Carson said, that's what I was going to wrap up the show with. Uh, But I'll play it one more time, just for shits and giggles. I'll talk to you later. Bye.
1: One of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech. And apparently, he quoted a, I think it was a British politician, took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own and then the press got on him, and then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry, he reassured his staff, he said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself.
5: (laughs) One of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen